Hello? Hi, it's Robert. Do you want to be on the show? Never call me again. Hello, welcome. My name is Robert, and this is Never Call Me Again. Ashley Mutual is the founder and CEO of One Strong Mother. Let's give her a call. Hello? Ashley, welcome. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. How How's your morning been? Oh, it's been pretty good. Pretty yeah. chaotic. My mornings are very loud and crazy getting five kids ready for school, but we, we survive. <laughs> and so everybody's present and accounted for where they need to be. And, and so you've, <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Everyone is settled in and good to go. Awesome. So you've, you've got some time. Um, and, and unfortunately I'm, I'm taking that quiet time that you have to have you on the podcast. Hey. That is all right. If I get to have an adult conversation with no kids in the background, I'm happy to give that time. <laughs> awesome. I, you know, I listen to, and so you, you have a podcast of your own, um, one strong mother. And, and I so, do, yeah. And I listened to the last episode. I think it was December 16th, one rep at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, um, and so when I was listening to that, you know, obviously, you know, you hear the kids in the background, um, you've, you, you're recovering <laughs> yeah. from a really chaotic day the day before. And tell, yeah. me, tell me about your typical day. Oh, man. Well, every day is definitely different. Um, so I have, we have three older kids. My oldest is 12. He'll be 13 in May. And then my daughter is 11, my son is eight, and then we have a three-year-old and a two-year-old. So big, big age variety. So everyone is, you know, everyone has like very unique needs and some of them are super independent. Some of them are really dependent. So every morning is just kind of like, you know, I get like teenager requests thrown out there. And then I have my eight year old who still needs like his clothes put out for him because he's super unorganized and just, and then you have two toddlers running around. So usually, um, I train my clients. I'm a personal trainer. So I train my clients first thing in the morning. So I'm up around five thirty in the morning. And I train, I get that done. And then I'm usually back in the house and we have a private gym setting at our house. So it's nice because I can literally just walk back into our house. Um, and so then, you know, then I start getting everyone ready for school and my oldest, uh, he walks to school. So that's, he's super easy. Then I get Mason or Natalie and Noah ready to go and I drive them and their school is really just right down the road. So it's not super far, but it is far enough that on, crappy Wyoming days um I do drive them and then then I'm left with two toddlers to entertain in this wonderful COVID environment where nothing is open and all the fun stuff all the fun stuff is closed down so every day just kind of turns into like okay how are we what are we going to do today to not kill each other do you ever so. do you ever stand at the the door between the, your living quarters and the, the in the 
gym and just hesitate for a minute and think, do I want to go in yep. there? <laughs> that's <laughs> every, wonderful. Every day. That's hilarious that you asked me that because I literally told my client after we were done with her workout, I sat down and I just kind of looked at the door. I was like, oh, okay, it's time. It's time to put my mom face back on and just walk into the chaos. So you just take a deep breath and you just you dive in. <laughs> so, See, yep, I literally said that today. That's what I loved about the episode that I listened to of your podcast, One Rep at a Time. And so it was, here's the thing. And so, you know, I started my podcast um, a couple of months ago and it okay. know, somehow took off. And, you know, you so you start something like this and you you get into it. Whatever it is you're doing mm -hmm. in life, you, you, you start it, you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. You start it, you put yourself out there. And when you put yourself out there as a, a podcaster, a content creator, a personal trainer, whatever it is you're doing, automatically everyone assumes that first you, you, you know, everything there's, you know, you right. should, it yeah. should be perfect and you know everything. And yes. secondly, you, you should always have your shit together. Ah, uh, yes. The reality yes. You know, and so you were really, really honest in that episode and you showed a lot of integrity. Yeah. The thing is, is, is Thank being, you. you know, for real. I mean, so you've got <laughs> this, you've branded yourself, you're one strong mother and, and you've got this podcast, you, you're juggling, you know, Instagram and, and working out yeah. and nutrition and all of these things. And the thing is, the reality is, you know, whether it's your listeners, your clients, your kids, you know husband, whoever it is in life, they really don't expect perfection. And we kind of right. expect it. And, and we assign this, this, yeah. this level of, of achievement to ourselves that this is how it has to be. And then it comes yes. crashing down. You know, to, today, it, yeah. you know, I'm waiting for a, a delivery from UPS. And normally, they will take my package two blocks away, throw it in the bushes in, in, in a neighbor's yard, and, and that's oh, not, the, no. and so today it will be, you know, because I'm recording and it's getting close to right. getting here, they'll, they'll bring it up, ring the doorbell and the dogs will go nuts. Yep. And, and it, and so, and, and, and all of that yes. will be on the episode. And that's the thing mm -hmm. is, is just because you're doing something doesn't mean that you don't have struggles. And I think the thing that really is going to resonate with a lot of parents listening to your podcast, especially that episode is understanding that, hey, it's never, ever going to be perfect. However, right. that is not an excuse to not do it, um, to not yes. achieve. Yes. Agreed. It took a long time for me to um, be okay with that. And like you said, I think that you nailed it when you said, you know, your kids, your spouse, they don't look at you and expect perfection, but you look at yourself and you think, okay, if I'm going to put myself out there, I do need to know what I'm doing. I do need to have it together. It needs to be the perfect, like quiet environment to get this recorded. And yeah, it just, that's not my reality. I have five kids. My house is never going to be perfectly silent until they're all in school and even outside of podcasting, but everything like, I am never going to have it perfectly put together. <laughs> and quite frankly, I don't really want to like that's, And that's what I hope is normalized more is 
why would like why do we want to be perfect because being perfect you don't learn anything it takes the imperfections and the struggles and the hard things to really step back and say oh that's what I can take from that cool now I can do it better the next time so absolutely you know that was one of the things I learned with with what I'm doing is you know initially I you know and so I start this podcast and, and I'm talking to all these people and and so at the end of, the, at the end of each recording, you know, I would, I would just kind of sit back and think, wow, you know, I learned so much about this person and, and there are all these things that I, you know, I didn't know or, or assumptions that, you know, I had to, I had to remove from the equation and think, okay, you know, yeah, just because I assume that doesn't mean that that's, you know, true with this individual. The thing is, is more than anything, it's what I get out of this is what I learn about myself in connection with other people and in other thoughts and right. assumptions. And, and so it's been amazing. Let's, um, let's talk about fitness. Um, you've okay. got a lot going on there. What, um, t- <laughs> tell me about that. Yeah. So that's a really fun, any, a little bit emotional, um, journey in my life. Growing up, I grew up in a small, a really, really small farm town. So I definitely played sports, but it's not like, you know, I didn't have coaches that taught you the best of the best. Weightlifting, like I was never into weightlifting. Um, I played my sport and, and that was about it. Like there was no off season weight room stuff. So I didn't know a lot about fitness growing up. Um, I got pregnant very, very young, my senior year in high school. And then uh, my husband joined the military and we moved away. And our first duty station was in Germany. And I was just really, really lost. I didn't really know who I was. You know, I didn't grow up around the military. I, I grew up in a farm town. So I didn't really know what that life was and, and what it kind of entailed. And so you know, early in our marriage, I felt like I just like really lost myself as who I was. I obviously gained weight. And, and, you know, in all of this time we had, I think I'm on my third pregnancy at this point. And I just needed something for myself. And my husband was about to deploy for the first time. And a few months before he was leaving, we knew, and I'm trying to think how many months in advance we knew I don't know, several months. So I signed up for this um, six-week boot camp class. So it was really more of like a high-intensity interval training. And I was awful. Like It was hard. It hurt. But I freaking loved it. Like there was just something about it, like the pain. It just resonated with me. It was something that made me feel almost invincible for the time that I was there. And it just mentally like reshaped my brain. And obviously, like, this is a very, like, (laughs) very short version of this long journey, because I kind of fluctuated, I would, I would get really into it, and then I kind of lose myself again, and then I get back into it, and then I kind of lose myself again. And that was our time in Germany. And then we moved to Wyoming. And that's really when I really, really invested myself over time. We started getting some gym equipment for just our house, and it was just a hobby at that time. And then um, one day, my husband just kind of looked at me. He was like, "Why don't you, why don't you just train people? Like you like it so much. Why don't you train other moms? It's helped you grow as a person. 
So why, why wouldn't you want, and I've always been into um, just like health and wellness as far as all my family is in the medical world. And so I knew that I wanted to be in a part of that world, but at that time I wasn't sure where I fit in, you know, having kids so early, I didn't go to college and like, I didn't have all these degrees and what the rest of my family had. And so that was almost my way, like my foot in the door in the health and wellness and medical world was opening my, my eyes and my heart and being willing to train other people and just learning through that training. And then it kind of just took off from there where, you know, being in a, a military base, it's kind of like a small town where word of mouth is your best advertising. So like, I never really had to learn how to advertise myself. It was just, we lived on base. And so, gosh, I was training so many people out of our uh, garage when we lived on base. And yeah, I mean, so then, so that was my training side of things, like training clients, but my own personal journey, um, it started with, of course, like, oh, I want to look better. I, you know, it was all about appearance. And then I, we uh, bought our first barbell and plates and stuff like that. And then I became really addicted to, oh, shit, I want to get really strong. Like, like, I like this. I like the way that makes me feel a lot. Just being able to lift something off the ground that I didn't think I was phys- ever physically capable of lifting stuff that's heavier than me. And yeah, so it was just, that's where my personal journey like really blossomed and I kind of found like who I wanted to be in the fitness world and then you know more and more my journey became way less about looks than it did about well how far can I really take this like how how strong can I really get I didn't know that that I could that I could be this strong I didn't know that I was capable of that um then so with that journey I kind of tore my shoulder up um, I was trying really hard to get my first set of pull-ups and this is, oh gosh, this is kind of more recent. I would say about a year ago, I, um, my shoulder, I just like, it, it wouldn't function anymore. And so then I kind of went through this shoulder injury and like, I've been in physical therapy for the last like eight months. And then, um, kind of just got like some guidance on how to take care of that. And that's kind of where I'm at now is coming off of this injury, learning how to like really connect with my own body, with my own muscles around my shoulder and understand how to take care of it and, and break through that and not let something like an injury mentally hold me back from, from who I still want to be, which was not an easy thing to get over I really like it took me a minute to accept this injury and pull back the reins a little bit and and refocus and not I knew I couldn't completely stop working out because I was afraid that if I did I might not start back up but so learning how to balance that injury and stay focused and kind of reroute my goals but not give up my goals all at the same time Right. And and really just take that and learn how to develop um, my mental my mental game around that shoulder injury. But um, sorry, someone is. I'm on the phone. 
sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm just sitting in my car and this person just walked up to my window and asked if I, he could get a ride from me, but <laughs> nope. Call, um, call Uber. Sorry about that. No, that's, that's fine. <laughs> sitting in my car, so the sound was like super compressed, and I did not expect someone to walk up to me. It would, but... it would not be, <laughs> it would not be a proper podcast without some form of right? interruption. Inter- I, I'm yeah. fairly certain that I will provide yeah. one, if not in this episode. <laughs> um, stay tuned for my next episode. I'm sure I'm absolutely will do it. You know, I and so right. I used to I used to work out. I was I was really really healthy for a long time, and and I had a very similar situation of, you know, and so I had never worked out. I knew nothing about it, and and I had time, I had opportunity, I had access to an amazing gym, and I and so I got this invitation. You know, hey, here it is. It's free for you to use. Come use it. And in my forties, and thought, sure. And so I went in, and initially, yeah. you know. I was intimidated by all of the weights and the machines. I didn't know how to use any of yes. it. And so I saw a pull-up bar and I thought, hey, I'll just do that. How hard can it be? Yep. And <laughs> and so oh, I yeah. was working out twice twice a day for like two and a half, three hours at a time. And pull-ups, squats, burpees. And um, pull-ups mm-hmm. are, they're not easy. Um, nope. And so I, I eventually tore a shoulder and... And so once I did that, you know, then I was like, well, you know, I guess I can do legs, I can do this, I can do that. And so I started doing those other things. And it's really interesting. And so, you know, I have ALS. And so I'm, you know, I'm not able to work out anymore. And, you know, the thing is, is over the last year and a half with my diagnosis, I have had to reinvent myself, redirect myself like four times. And so this is, this is what mm-hmm. I'm doing now. And, and, and I think this is what I will be doing for the near future. And that really sounds yeah. like what you did with your workout and, and what you've done with your life. And so you're small town. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're in Germany, you're, you're three kids in, you're in a boot camp, and you're like, you know, next thing, you know, you're, you're, you're back in the States. Oh, and, and, and mm-hmm. for you, for your husband and, and for yourself, um, you know, military families, you know, serve as much as, as, you know, the individual that's actually serving. So thank you guys for your service. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. It's, it's hard. It's, um, I've learned a lot. It's been, I appreciate it now, but it was not an easy transition for me to really, I mean, I had never left my small town. I, my family, like all of us cousins, like we all lived around each other. And um, to just be uprooted into a foreign country, I was very bitter. And it, it is nice when people um, like you make the comments about like the family serve as much as the member because in the real world, in, you know, in the military world, you try to go take care of some paperwork, right? And And this is actually where the mission of One Strong Mother, I was actually going to call it more than a spouse. The name was taken, and so I couldn't end up with that. But the the meaning behind this is as a military spouse, when you try to go get paperwork taken care of, even something as simple as your military ID, okay, you go into the office, and, and I didn't know this. Oh, shoot. Gosh darn it. My 
sorry. I am so sorry. This guy is like walking around my car. I'm going to move my car. But um, <laughs> you go in to get your military ID. And if you don't have the active military member with you, they say, I'm sorry, you're just the spouse. I can't do this until the active duty member is with you. So for so long, you go into these offices and in the comment, oh, you're just the spouse, starts to build up. And that's like, that's where it really started for me was like losing myself of like, I have this identity of, oh, I'm just his spouse. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm sorry. I'm just a spouse or I'm just a stay at home mom. But you can be so much freaking more than just a spouse. And so that's really where One Strong Mother came from because it's crazy how how beaten down and not and I I don't say that like the military is the worst thing that ever happened to us. There's so many beautiful lessons that I've learned from the military life. But um, just you 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 become the identity of oh I'm sorry you're just a spouse I can't help you. You need your you need that we need the active duty military member. So you become like almost a nobody to the military. And so you kind of forget who you are and then you kind of like feel inadequate and weak. And so that's really where like the identity of one strong mother and more than a spouse and just learning to become your own person while still supporting the the military mission and, and the active duty military member, but learning how to do it on your own two feet and in your own way is it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy adventure and journey and a lot of soul searching and learning who I was again before I could actually help stand by my husband and stand by the mission and and be okay with sometimes just being the spouse but but away from the military I'm Ashley and and I freaking like want to rock my own world but also be a spouse I don't know that sounds crazy but uh, that's really how how this identity kind of took shape with no, it, everything. It really it really makes sense, and and it's funny because you know, and so when I when I found you, I was like, okay, here's someone who, in so many ways, is completely different from me, and I think it will just be this really interesting, good conversation, and and it. it and it has really fulfilled my expectations. The one expectation oh, okay. that I, yeah, that I didn't, even the guy wandering around the parking lot, you know, <laughs> looking for a ride. Um, yes. You know, the thing is, is the, the expect, the other, the, you know, the unexpected thing is, is that the similarities. And so, you know, you standing there and them saying, well, oh, you're just a spouse. It, it, it kind of is, you know, gives this, well, we really need to speak to the adult in the room here. And, yes. you know, yes. and so we went, this was, you know, before the, before the pandemic and the, the lockdown. And so almost a year ago we went and my girlfriend and I went to uh, Mr. Good Sense to get sandwiches. And, um, while we're standing there or when she's standing there, I'm, I'm in my wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I, I notice on the counter that there are some chocolate chip cookies and and so we've been in there about five, six minutes. And to this point, I have not been acknowledged or addressed. And so the lady behind yeah. the counter, um, I, I tell her, I look her in the face and I say, oh, I want one of these cookies. 
this lady looks at my girlfriend and says, can he have a cookie? What? I, right. I'm 50 oh years my old. Gosh. If I want oh a cookie, guess what? I'm going to yeah. get a cookie. Yes. And, and people will, people will sometimes, you know, they won't acknowledge me. They won't, um, mm-hmm. they won't, you know, I'll say something and then they look at the adult in the room. And, uh, and so yes. it became this thing for me that about a year in, um, I, I realized even people that know me, people that have known me for a long time are, are maybe not recognizing that I'm me. I'm a person. I'm a man. I'm an adult. Right. I am not a wheelchair. I am not the chair. And, um, and that was, that was really hard to stomach. It can, it, you know, it's, it's, it's that, you know, you're, you're just a spouse. You're, you know, we need to speak to the yep. adult. Um, mm-hmm. you absolutely in life, um, can't, can feel eclipsed and, and you feel lost and, and feel as if you are not important. And, and so finding a way to, to not be bitter, to not be angry, to, to not, you know, be defeated and reinvent yourself and say, you know what? I'm one strong mother and the, and, and the contribution that I make to my country, to my family, to myself, to other women, to mm-hmm. put out this knowledge of, hey, everything that you experience, everything that you go through is incredibly valid and important and it needs to be discussed and it needs to be acknowledged. And more than anything, you need to know that the way you feel is the way the rest of us feel. Your, your triumphs, right. your struggles, your defeats, all of these things are equally important. And, and, and so that's amazing. And, and so one of the things I heard on your, your episode was that, and so this is January, you were, you were going mm-hmm. to be taking some classes in January? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I am. I did finally make the decision to, uh, start going back to school. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, you know, my whole, my side of the family is heavily invested in the medical world. My dad is a chiropractor. You know, my aunt is like the head of a nursing department. Her son is a family physician. Her daughter is a physical therapist. And so me and my sister, we are both military spouses. My sister's husband is Army. My husband is Air Force. And so we kind of kind of went off and did our own thing while the rest of the family, you know, there was a lot of pressure to, I guess I should say a lot of unspoken pressure. My dad certainly never looked at me and was like, you have to be a doctor. You have to do this. You have to do that. But when, when you grow up in a small town and everything's kind of, you know, you kind of follow the path of what you are surrounded by. I always put this pressure on myself. Like I, I knew that I needed to go to medical school and, but, but having kids so young, like it just never, I would get like one or two classes taken and then life would get in the way my husband would deploy or there would be some kind of training or we were moving, you know, life would always put a pause on things. And it's literally been the case. What feels like every single time I'll get a little bit of momentum. And the last time I was in school, um, my, daughter who is three she was a baby and I you know we did her plan was not to have five kids and so um 
I, we knew that we could afford to put her in daycare and me go back to school. And so it wasn't a big deal. I had just started these classes. She was going to be going to school or to daycare. And then she was four months old and I found out I was pregnant again. And that sent me into this like huge depression because I did not want five kids. My daughter was only four months old. So I put a hold on school. Um, but it's just been something that's been tugging at my heart here lately because as a personal trainer, I've had amazing opportunities to help women build strength and confidence in ways that they genuinely did not expect when it comes to their fitness journey. And But what I have been getting frustrated with, and even with my own journey, is I had no idea how to actually recover from a pregnancy. Um, You know, and, and the sad thing is, and the unfortunate thing is, is these you go to your six week postpartum checkup, right? And they say, okay, you're, you're good to go. You're healed. And then they send you out into this world. Like, like you didn't just tear your body apart and, and you're, you're completely fine. And so moms expect to be healed. Right. And you're, you're back to normal. You're magically back to normal. I had no idea that all these aches and pains that I've have felt for the last 12 years after having babies and my hips hurt, my back hurts. Didn't know these things were actually things that I could heal and, and, learn from physical therapists and just how to maneuver my body that's not necessarily about lifting weights but but healing myself from the inside out and so that has really been tugging at me and just I know deep down I want I want to have more than just a personal training ability I want to be able to reach deeper into women's lives and and really teach them how to connect with themselves and so I did tell my husband, we kind of sat down and talked and he's always been like super supportive of, you know, if you need time, just take time. If you want to go back to school, like, let's do it. You know, he's always down for the ride and just very supportive of where my head's at at the time. And so I told him, I think, I think I need to finish up my last few classes for my bachelor's and have the right prereqs. So when we do move, when the military moves us, maybe it'll be the right place at the right time that I could potentially apply for physical therapy school and really just learn how to work with these women and myself and just dive deeper into the knowledge of a female body and learn how to I don't know I just I think that there needs to be more help for women after having babies so that's kind of my drive on going back to school so in a couple weeks on the 19th I will start my journey back in school yet again. Well, congratulations. That's amazing. And so, you know, <laughs> listening to that, I, you know, these are things that, you know, if you don't have kids, you know, um, or, or if you're a man, you, you just don't really, until you're in someone's shoes or, or until someone mm-hmm. tells you, Hey, these are, these are my shoes and these, how they fit and this is how they fit and this is how they feel. Um, yeah, you don't know. And and so, you know, right. And to even take it a step further, I, I'm sure that there are millions of women um, who have who have had children and are in similar situations um, to yours. And they have no idea that, hey, I mm-hmm. need I need to do this. I need to heal within. I need to 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 be involved in something that is going to you know, heal me physically, heal me emotionally. And, and, 
you know, give me, give me back my drive and, and give me some autonomy, some, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think you said it yeah. so much better than I did, but I, yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, I would never think of, you know, Hey, this is, this is something that would be a great idea because it's not my experience and I don't know. Right. And, and right. so, yeah. you know, you saying that, okay, this is my experience. And because it's my experience, I'm betting that it's a lot of women's experience mm-hmm. and I could put this out there and women could really benefit and we could have this network. And I think that's absolutely yeah. amazing. And so the 19th, are you excited? Yep. Then I am. I, I will be in four classes. And so on the, and thank God, I actually, this is where I am a little bit thankful for COVID because schools have had to transition to an online platform. Even, even the science classes that usually you have to be on a campus, right? <clears throat> so they have had to cater to the masses. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to have students. So they, they're catering. So I finally have an opportunity where I don't have to pay to put my, my two littles in full-time daycare. But I can drop them off. My friend, thank God, my friend runs a uh, drop-in facility. So I can drop them off and I can go sit at a coffee shop by myself and and tune into these Zoom classes and get these these courses done that, you know, have kind of been a burden of, well, let me wait until they're in school so I can just go to campus and get it done. But now... Now, even if I don't want to go drop them off, I can still have them at home and and tune in to these these Zoom classes. So I am excited. However, four classes, I think it comes out to 14, 14 or 15 credit classes. That's a lot of credits in one semester. Yeah. I've done it before. I've I've done up to like 18 credits before, and I did pretty well. So I know I can do it, but... I'm also in the middle of, we have an eight month old Belgian Malinois, which takes a lot of effort in training. And so that's where all the pressure of, well, you are the stay at home spouse and not, not that that's coming from my husband, but I mean, it is my duty. He goes to work. He's gone all the day, all day. So he can't, it's not like he can train the dog because he's at work. So I'm home. So I'm training dogs and I have a toddler or two toddlers and now I'm adding classes to my plate. So it's just, you know, I'm trying to like get in that mental zone of, okay, like everything is going to be written down. And I know some days are not going to go as planned and going into it with that open mind of understanding, like, I am at a point where I do know how to give myself grace on those bad days because a bad day is just that, it's just a bad day. Tomorrow is a new day. So just take it one day at a time. So I am excited, but I'm a little bit nervous to add these classes to my place. <laughs> yeah. But, we we have but, a we have a Malinois too. Do you? Yes. Um, oh, nice. Her, her name is Marcus. So you understand. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and so she will be in April of the I think it's April seventeenth, she will be five years old. And I was looking oh, at okay. her yeah, I was looking at her the other day. And and so she's she's gaining a little little weight, you know, a little more muscle, a little more girth and um you know, but she's got this, this puppy quality to her. And I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. oh God, you're almost five years old and you're still a toddler. Just <laughs> way yeah. too much energy and excitement. Yes. And 
they are they are incredibly high strung and active and and they just need you know yeah. it's, it's 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 like it's like you it's like me it's like the the women that you're reaching out to you really they need purpose everyone needs purpose yeah. and, and there needs to be there needs to be something that drives you something that that says this is your goal this is where you're headed and you mm-hmm. know i i think one of the things is that it's really easy to you know, have those things in mind, achieve that goal that you set out for yourself. And, and once that goal is achieved, you know, there's the big celebration and, and it's over and it's not. Right. And that's the awesome nope. thing about what you do is that, you know, healthy lifestyle working out. Um, this is something that can and should be ongoing. And so you have a, you have mm-hmm. a PNL one. And so, yeah. Do you do do the kids eat nutritious food? So they, I mean, they do. They eat what we eat. However, I am not one of those moms that restricts the enjoyable things as well. I've learned enough to know, you know. I, obviously, I'm not going to only let them eat crap because that's what leads to health problems down the road and. And just even mental health, like my daughter struggled with some stomach issues when we moved to Wyoming. So that's where our nutrition journey began. And that's a whole long story of begging for mercy almost. Like I legit thought my daughter was dying. And I'm trying to think how old she was. She was about to go into kindergarten when we moved here. She was in preschool. Um, I thought she was dying. And she couldn't go to the bathroom. She like her, she was so backed up and she would go weeks without going to the bathroom. And then she would have like just uncontrollable diarrhea. And, and these doctors, we had every test what felt like existed done on her and no one could give us answers. And I had asked the doctor one time, um, you know, what kind of food, like, do I need to change something? Like no one ever asked us, what is her, her diet on a regular basis? No one tried to educate us. And so that kind of led like, okay, if her, her tests are all coming back normal and not like, she's not allergic to anything specific. That was the only thing they wanted to clear out was, is she allergic to something? She wasn't allergic to something. And it literally took us this period in our lives. We cleared every process thing out of our house. Like we legit cleared the shelves. And we, we did it as a family and we told her, like, we're going to do this all together. Everyone is going to clean their system all together. And, and we did it for her. And within two weeks, I will never forget the day that after a meal, and it was not fun. Let me, let me be very clear. My kids hated it. We, we all hated eating nothing but meat and vegetables, but it had to be done, you know, to see like, what can we do for her? And we, and we all knew, like, this doesn't have to be a permanent thing, but we need to just cleanse our bodies. Um, I will never forget the day that she looked at me, and she had tears in her eyes, and she had just eaten, and she looked at me, and she goes, Mommy, my stomach doesn't hurt. I'm not in pain. And I just looked at her, and, of course, as her mom, and I thought I was losing my daughter, like, I started crying, and she, we, we just sat on the floor and cried together. Oh, my God. Like. Food can can truly either poison you or or heal you, and it was healing her. And so that's where 
I like I knew I needed to learn more just for the sake of helping our own family. However, in my journey, I have learned enough and I have enough friends who are in the nutrition world and and in the medical world that I I really do feel like we have found the perfect balance for our family of of eating for pleasure and eating the things that we enjoy. We're not afraid to go out and enjoy a burger somewhere or, or ice cream, you know, like we do fun family things, but knowing there's a, there's that fine balance of, okay, well, we enjoyed this today. You know, we're going to kind of let our stomach settle with something that's not going to hold heavy with us and, you know, a lot of sugar and stuff like that. So we do truly eat just a balance. I don't force my kids if they don't like something, I don't force them to eat it. They try it and we have very open minds and that has created a whole new relationship with food for them is it's not a forced thing. It's not a, you're going to sit at the table and finish those, that plate of vegetables or you're not leaving. Like right. it's not like that. And it was kind of like that for me growing up. Like you're going to eat that. Oh yeah. But <clears throat> because we don't force it, they're way more open to, to trying it. And we also don't restrict, um, like, if they don't like something on their plate, and especially if it's something new, it's, it's not a punishment later of, well, you didn't eat your, your dinner, so you're not allowed to have a snack. You know, we try to, like, really keep everything pretty positive and pretty neutral of, you know, I appreciate that you tried it. Um, I know you're going to be hungry later. And so they may not get, like, a, a roll of Oreos for a snack, but they can definitely have something later, even though they didn't eat everything that was on their plate for dinner. And it's really, really opened, opened their mind to a way, way, way more positive relationship with a healthy lifestyle. It definitely wasn't always like that. <laughs> um, they work out with you a little bit too. And, and so is Maddie still yeah. the, the push-up champion? Oh my gosh. <laughs> she is the funniest little girl ever. She, oh, she will, yes, she is. She will get down on the ground anytime the boys, and the my two boys, my two older boys are crazy competitive. My eight-year-old cannot stand when my 12-year-old is better at something. So he will wake up and like he is one determined little boy. So when he's not stronger and he's not better at something, he will wake up and do that until he is stronger. And so when, when Madison sees them doing that, she just, it's the funniest thing ever. Yes. She's definitely still the push up champion <laughs> of our house. Um, yeah. And they're always, they are always, always, always in the gym with us. Um, now, there are times where I draw the line of like, you know what, I need my time. I'm going to close the door. I'm going to turn my music on. And this is this is my time on hard days. But we do try to make it a point to um, invest time in their workout routines as well and kind of open the doors up. And if they want to work out with us, you know, most of the time we're okay with it. And my oldest, he is starting to, he's in seventh grade. So, you know, we're kind of coming into junior high. He's almost a teenager. So he's definitely starting to get way more into the idea of I want I want to look good. He's he's on the, the smaller side. So he's a little bit scrawny. And so he wants to build muscle pretty bad. Um, but he also just genuinely wants to be in better shape and a lot more functional. 
he's very intrigued by CrossFit athletes right now. So he definitely wants to go down the down the CrossFit road and hope maybe start competing um, once he's old enough to compete in the team division. That's crazy. You know, most people's kids, I think, are probably, you know, sitting in front of a, an Xbox or something right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and so right. that's... Well, he does that that's too. That's a blessing. He does that too. But it's, yeah. it's that balance you were talking about earlier. Uh, right. You know, here here are the things that are going to... You know, these are the things that are going to benefit you in life and, and prepare you mm-hmm. for whether it's the seventh grade or, or adulthood or, you know, it really right. sounds like you guys have a great marriage and, and great relationship with your kids. And I, I just, I, and, and I, and I listen to your story and I think, how the hell did she figure all of this stuff out? Because, <laughs> you know, I, and so I have kids, oh. my, my girlfriend has kids, you know, our kids, fortunately, um, and it's bittersweet. And so they are, they are grown and gone. And uh-huh. that the day that they are grown and gone will both be yeah. the most amazing fucking day in your life and the saddest. Right. You will be just ecstatic. Oh my God, they are gone. And, you know, then you're like, oh, are they okay? They're gone. And and so right. hopefully, right. And so hopefully you've prepared them, man, and. You've imparted on them the things that they will need to know to 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 navigate the world and be successful and be happy and be positive and and it really sounds like you guys have gone really out of your way to do that and I, and I just have to wonder did this did it just occur to you was it was it the way you were raised was it you um, know, just problem solving yeah. I mean how did you come upon the the way you approach your uh, family the way you approach your kids well actually that's a really really good question um and it makes me feel really good that like looking from an outside perspective looking in at our life um it has not always been that way definitely this does not come natural to us we are not just some magically good parents um so Having Nathan at 18, obviously, I was not ready to be a parent, and and like neither one of us were, and so it was a very long process. And then, so then you add my husband joining the military and moving overseas. I was a very quick to anger I'm not I wouldn't say like I didn't have like angry outbursts where I would throw like it wasn't an aggressive anger but I was very quick to frustration and just get very short-tempered with our kids and with life and with my husband and and moving overseas at that young just you had to be like I had to grow up so fast so fast I will never forget that feeling of I just wanted what I thought I just wanted to move home and be with my family. And so we had to learn how to be each other's family. And, and so that's kind of where it started. It was a very long journey of trying times. Um, but it really, 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 and, and because of the way life was with, with moving overseas and then Rob deploying so quickly, I, we hadn't even been there a year and he was already gone. Mason, our oldest, really, I feel so bad. Like, there's so much of, 
of his life that I look back on and I just, man, that poor kid has really had to catch the shit end of the deal so many times because (laughs) we grew up together, you know, like me and Mason have really just had to grow up together. Um, So Mason actually started developing really, really, really bad anger issues as well. So it really took me and my husband to look at each other and and know that something like we're going to lose our kids, like not like physically lose our kids, but but our relationship, our bond, our kids are never going to trust us. We're going to lose the relationship that we wanted, but we hadn't even learned. We didn't even know how to develop it yet, you know. And so by this time, we're in Wyoming and we had our three older ones and, and Madison was here and our youngest, like the older toddler, the three-year-old now, um, there was a podcast. It all started with my husband having to, so the base that we live at, it's a missile base. And so there are missile sites around this base. And so he works in mental health. So this is another benefit is he is a mental health professional. So, so he, we get a little bit of like advice you know, and tips and tricks from his workplace. But he was having to go out to this missile site and he was in the car and these, the, the officers around him were talking about podcasts that they were listening to. And at that point, like we hadn't really gotten into the whole podcasting and it kind of intrigued him. And so he started looking for different podcasts to listen to. And he came across this podcast called order of man. And we still listen to it. It's, by far, like we have learned, that's really where our journey started with, with changing our mentality, changing us, which allowed us to develop a real relationship with our kids was listening to this podcast. And through these podcast episodes, you know, you hear suggestions on books and all these successful people and like different books they were listening to that helped them with, with mental changes and discipline and some of them talked about parenting and so it was kind of a spiral effect of just wanting to change who we were so bad that it carried over into our parenting into our our just every literally everyday life of how we approach each day and and then I think the biggest lesson that we've had to learn as parents is understanding each one of your kids and and allowing your relationship to blossom around who they are and not who you want them to be. Um, that is when things, I think, really started to change. And that was a struggle between my two older boys. You know, I wanted, for one, I wanted Mason, our oldest, to be this like hot shot baseball player. I was a, a pitcher. I was the varsity pitcher for our softball team in high school. And he wanted to play baseball, but I wanted him to be a pitcher or a catcher. Those were the two positions that I was the most knowledgeable about. And I was super competitive over it. And Mason is just, he just does not have that competitive. I, I like that hunger and, and just wanting to like go beast mode. And so I would get so frustrated with him and it would just put this barrier between the two of us. And then I finally had to learn how to just get on his level. And then you have Noah, our eight year old, who is insanely, insanely competitive. And he has that hunger. He has that drive to be the best in the room. And I guarantee you, he will be an athlete in some sport. 
and he will be incredibly elite at that sport. I don't know what that sport will be for him yet, but he will, he, he has that hunger and that drive. However, his personality, he's a very unorganized and just very sensitive child. And so it was really hard for me to connect with him in his own ways until I learned how to like, like really get in my own mindset of learning how to connect with each of our kids for who they are and not who we wanted them to be. So that's, yeah, I don't know. That's like the best way to put how we came about being the parents that we are today. It was a very long, long journey of some really deep soul searching on who we were before we could be, have a good relationship with them for them. <laughs> I think it's, I think that's honest and, and it's, um, it's kind of amazing and I, it's probably really easy to, to, to look at your kids and just say in your mind and in, in your actions, they're my kids. And that's, and, and that's where it lies. And it's, it's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't pay attention to them. It's not that you don't have this relationship. It's that they are a generalization. They are, they are mm-hmm. the kids. And, and so, you know, and, yep. and so I was raised in the seventies, the eighties and you know, kids were seen and not heard. Here's a stick, go outside and play. Don't let the screen yes. door slam. And you were not leaving the table until every one of those peas is gone. Yeah. And, and no, there's not going to be anything yep. else because you didn't eat your peas. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is, is to, to take a few minutes and say, hold on. They are individuals. They, they have thoughts, they have feelings, they have desires. And, you know, while as the parent, I, I ultimately know, you know, what is best, um, it, 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 it really needs to be what lessons are best. It's not, you know, what position mm-hmm. do you play or, or, you know, it's not yeah. all of the A to Z's. And I, I think we, we, I think it's really easy as a parent to, to love and want to shelter and protect and mold and guide. And this is who you will be. And, and it really, right. really is important to teach them lessons, prepare them for life, and then allow them to go be who they are going to be and what they are going to be and, and understand that, you know, whatever it is they achieve in life, um, it's amazing and, and, and it's theirs and, and they need to own it and have, you know, they, they just need to have the rights to that. And I think you guys have discovered that. And, and, and so, you know, we went through similar things with our kids of, of, you know, supporting things that sometimes, you know, we thought, well, maybe you could do something else. And and so you support them, yes. you support the dream and you encourage them and you do everything you can to allow them to, you know, sometimes run into a brick wall and sometimes coast into mm-hmm. where they need to be. And, and it's really more of a, it, you know, just, just have morals and ethics with your kids, love your kids allow them to live, allow them to be, allow them to accomplish. And, 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 you know, don't steal their thunder. Just let them, you know, let them, let them experience life. And that's amazing. Um, is the, is the, is the, is the guy still wandering around? No, I haven't seen him since the last time I made the comment. He finally, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to ask you to, I was going to ask you to ask him, to subscribe to my podcast. Um, 
you know, to, yes. to say, hey, I'm doing a podcast. This is the podcast that I'm doing. And, and if you would subscribe, he would really appreciate it. And so this show yeah. is, yeah, this show has been amazing. We have had wandering hobos. We have had missiles, um, five kids, one strong mother, a uh, 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 husband in the Air Force, military yeah. family. You, um, yes. you, you have superseded my expectations. I, I honestly have oh, to good. say, this has probably been one of my favorite episodes to, to do. And so, you know, I always go oh, back awesome. and well, thank you. Thank you for being here. I always go back and listen. And so I edit and then yeah. I post. And even after I've posted, I go back and I listen once it's posted because I really want to have the sense of what people are listening to. And I'm really excited yeah. about going back and listening to this one. And, and so some people in my life know that I'm doing this episode today and they're excited because they're like, okay, what is she doing? And, and, and so we had a conversation, my girlfriend and I, oh, earlier awesome. about you. And, and I told her, I said, you know, here's everything that she does. And so we're both, you know, we're, we're looking at you on paper, so to speak. And so we've got your Instagram and, and you're, you've got a podcast. Um, and, and, and so, and you've branded yourself and we'll talk about that in a minute. But we're looking at all of these things and we're like, oh yeah, she's like the golden child on paper. And then there's this episode, oh, right? There's this episode one rep at a time where you're just really honest and, and just show this integrity. Yeah. Of, hey, this is the truth. This is the truth for me and for every other parent in the world. This is mm-hmm. the truth. And, and that gives this balance. And so before we close, um, I've mentioned a few times that you've branded yourself. And so if, if someone goes to your Instagram and and I will direct people to your Instagram, to your links, all of that in my show notes, you can buy beanies, hoodies, ball caps, t-shirts, short sleeve and long sleeve from one strong mother with the brand. And, um, that's amazing. And so you have you seem to, I think what, what is so endearing about you is that you have, you're, you're driven, you're accomplished, you're balanced Mm -hmm. and some days still suck. And it's just the reality. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Ashley, I appreciate you being here today. Um, if, if, if there was, if there was one, one thing you would want, one piece of advice you would want to give to a parent what would it be one day at a time um have realistic goals for that one day don't look at the big picture obviously know your big picture goals but we don't we don't achieve those goals by only looking at that big goal focus on one day at a time that is why I made that episode one rep at a time. It is literally how I survive because it's just one foot in front of the other, one breath at a time, one rep at a time, one parenting fail or success at a time. And these things build up and they equal great and amazing outcomes if you just keep moving forward. Don't get stuck in your circumstances. Just keep going. Somehow, some way, just keep going. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Ashley, I, I <laughs> thank you so much. Um, you've been amazing. You're welcome. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the show is called Never Call Me Again. And, 
you know, it sounds like you guys have got so much going on and you're getting ready to go to school and, and, you know, you're about to venture into a whole new, a whole new atmosphere of, of achievement and, and, and adventure and goals would, would have maybe a few months, a year from now, I would love to sit down and talk to you again and see where you are and, and what you're doing and, and what you're, where you're going next. Would that be possible? Yes, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Ashley. And thank you for everyone who is listening. You can connect with me on Instagram at Never Call Me Again Podcast, or you can leave a voice message in the link down in the show notes. Join me next week when my guest will be Shy Town Problem Child. <laughs>